Click, click, boom. What's going on, faithful? It's your boys, Mike and Tony. We are here for our 15 minutes of March Madness, guys. We are catching up. Day 24 is here. Uh, we can't wait. Guys, load up the questions. No need for you guys to submit any kind of payments or anything. Where You guys ask the questions. We're going to answer them uh, as honestly as we can. It could be about football. It could be about anything. You want to know what we ate for dinner? You want to know the last time we had crabs? Open for interpretation. <laughs> you guys ask whatever it is you want. Uh, what's going on, Keenan? I see you in the chat. Uh, Tony, man, what's going on? How you doing over there, bro? What's up? Just driving home. I know there might be a little interference in the background. I'm sorry. I don't have my earbuds, but uh, yeah, I'm just driving home from work. And uh, jump on with Mike and do these uh, questions real quick. I hear that, man. I, I like it. I like it a lot, man. My man works hard over there, and now he's back uh, here to answer questions for us. I really, really appreciate it. Tony is the guy. Uh, so we're going to jump into it. My man Crow has the very first question for the night. He says, hey, Mike, how is your night? Uh, my night is great, man. I'm out watching boxing. I'm at my buddy's house. We're having cigars. Some good fights on. Some, some boxes getting robbed right now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, and he said, anything naughty happened? Um, let me just say that I left the house and my wife, was was happy when I left. <laughs> I, I hope that answered the question. All right, um, Tony. Here's a question that you can answer. It says, "Will we make a shocking move?" What do you got on that, Tony? I think it's possible. Uh, I think they can make a jump up, but it's got to be for the guy, like you know, that they feel that's it. This is the piece, you know, going forward. Whether it's a defensive end, I think the first move is going to be in the trenches, defensive end or offensive tackle. Um, if they identify somebody, and especially if there's a run on a position, I think they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I still think that the Niners might do something in free agency. I know it sounds crazy. I know people are looking at the cap space and they're a little worried and all that, but there's there's three moves that they can make right now to open up a lot of cap space. And it's not just moves to make just to open up cap space. Um, it's moves that, honestly, the team needs to make. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did something in free agency. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, all right? Uh, Keenan's back again. He says here, uh, what game do you think will be a good one to go to? Uh, there's a couple of games that if you if you really want to see a good competitive game, there's a couple of them that, that you should go to. Um, I'll go first. I'll see if Tony has any different opinions. Um, I think the Cowboys and the Niners always play each other close. That is a... Um, a rivalry probably more heralded than any divisional rivalry that we have right now. So I think that's a good one. Uh, the other one I'm going to say is the Eagles game. Niner fans feel like they were slighted in the Eagles game. We didn't have a quarterback to finish the game. We barely had one to start the game. And uh, I think that, you know, Niner fans feel like we have something to prove. And I feel like Eagles fans heard so much shit talk after the game that they feel like, no, Get your quarterback. Get your team ready. We're going to show you guys that we were really the better team. We blew you guys out in the postseason. We earned it. I think Eagle fans feel like their team had something to prove. I think Niner fans feel like they have something to prove. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts? Any good games to go to? I would definitely say the Eagle game. There's uh, some unproven, unfinished business that they're going to attend to in that game. You know, Purdy went down with the arm. Uh, Josh Johnson got the concussion. Purdy comes in with no arm. 
and it was over at that point. And, uh, you know, there's pretty much something you can do with it. And another telling factor is Javon Hargrove leaving Philadelphia to come to San Francisco. So I think the Niners are um, – that is a that's a game that they have a, a bullseye on. And they, that, I think that they're going to try to make that into a statement game. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, you know, 49ers and Seahawks is always a fun game. Um, that's always one that's that's interesting. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I just read a text message from my pop here. That, that was kind of funny. Um, uh, let me see here. What other games do I think would be good for the 49ers? Um I mean, I'm going to the Steelers game. I don't know who the Steelers quarterback will be. I don't know if that's going to be any good. Um, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals game at home. If you guys are at home, if you're a home crowd, the Bengals game should be a fun one. You want to see that 49er secondary get tested. That's going to be the one. They got Joe Mixon over there as well, uh, a good young quarterback, and they've been beefing up that offensive line. I think that could be a good one as well. So there's a lot of good games to go to. Uh, if you want to go to a game where you just want to see the Niners dominate from start to finish, I know I shouldn't be saying things like this because it's early, but the home game against Tampa Bay, I think will dominate from start to finish. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, I know that they're good when they play regular teams, but the Niners aren't a regular team. That's a road game that you can go to that will probably be good to see them dominate. Uh, and then even the Arizona Cardinals, a lot of things shaking and, and, and moving around there. I got a feeling we'll end up playing the Cardinals early. Uh, the early game, now I don't know if it'll be in Arizona or if it'll be in, in San Francisco, well, Santa Clara, but that'll probably be another good one as well. Uh, Golden State Sports says Venezuela should have won. I agree. I, I have no idea how how he lost that. Um, Crow has a question specifically for Tony. Uh-oh, testing that fandom here. Here we go. Tony, it's 2027 and still no Super Bowl. Do you still want Kyle Shanahan as a coach? Assume that everything has been going the same way. Uh, every every year, two years, two out of three years, we're in the NFC Championship. Uh, every once in a while, we'll make it to a Super Bowl, but we're still losing, and uh, we still haven't won a Super Bowl. Do you still want Kyle Shanahan as a head coach? I mean, there's things we have to take into consideration when you answer that question. Um, injury status for the team that year. Um you know, is the quarterback situation, God willing, figured out? I, I said something to Mike on the last show. There's no excuse. After this season, 2023, they will go into 2024 with a quarterback. And it's the quarterback and the one and only quarterback. If they don't, then there's an issue. Um, but, I mean, if they just fall apart and Kyle loses control of the team in 2027, yeah, there's, there's a strong shot Kyle could be, you know, let go. But, I mean, it's tough. Obviously, the goal is to win Super Bowls. Um, so, if he does it by 2027, I think you have a fair case to uh, fight for that. Yeah, you know, we got to be careful what we wish for. I mean, I, I say it all the time. I refer to the Eagles. Now, the Eagles happened to get one after Andy Reid, but there were some dark years for the Eagles leading up to them uh, getting the guy that they had over there at Peterson. Um so, you know, it, it's you got to be careful what you wish for. And, and just one thing, like, if the 49ers did, hypothetically, 
according to this question, in 2027, did decide to move on from Kyle Shanahan. I'm willing to put a lot of money on that someone picks him up ASAP, right away. Kyle Shanahan would not be a free agent for more than a week. Like, not not at all. Like, teams would be lining up to hire him. I, I would be willing to bet that teams in the postseason would be like, yeah, but Kyle can upgrade us. Kyle can help us out for sure. So, I, I absolutely think so. Kyle... Um, I think I think something Kyle doesn't get credit for, Tony, believe it or not, is uh, he's an offensive-minded coach, but he's had a top-five defense every year except his first year here, maybe 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 the first two years. He's had a top-five defense every single year. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. something that just should be overlooked by people. I think we're so focused on offense production that we, we, we put that underneath Kyle Shanahan's umbrella. He's he, he the head coach is coaching both sides of the ball really well. Exactly, and like you know, everyone is quick to say like D'Amico Ryan's, D'Amico Ryan's, uh, Robin Solid, Robin Solid. When Kyle came into this, he went with an inexperienced defensive coordinator, and we all sat there saying, "This is the wrong choice. This is this. This is that." But you got to remember something. Kyle Shanahan started as a quality control or an intern, whatever the hell you want to call it, in the beginner of his coaching career. He started on the defensive side of the ball. So Kyle has knowledge on the defensive side of the ball, not only to help him with his offense and to find the loopholes to attack, but also to assist with the defense. So he goes with an inexperienced coach and helps him with game planning, saying, look for this, look for that. This is how you combat that and all that. So, I mean, listen, I think Kyle's a well-rounded coach. I'm not saying he's perfect. He has knowledge on both sides of the ball, and that's what you want from your head coach. 100%, man. Good answer there. All right, Mark, he says here, OG Big Mike and Don Tony. Tony, what do you think of the idea of investing in a bigger defensive tackle for the D-line? Uh, I think a lot of people are looking for a, a big guy, man. Hargrave, I'm, I'm talking bigger than Hargrave, Tony. I think people are looking for an Ian Williams-type guy in the middle of that defensive line, and I just don't – well, let me shut up. What, what are your thoughts on that, investing in a bigger defensive lineman, a defensive tackle for the D-line? I'm for it. I, I, I'm absolutely for it. Um, it's not a knock on what we have, but, you know, all these dominant run defenses, they have a big fire hydrant in the middle that you just simply cannot move in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Now, the 49ers did invest in Hargrove, and Hargrove is a pretty – solid defensive tackle like build wise he's hard to move but I, I would love to see them add like a uh, a couple guys in the draft one of the defensive tackles from Texas uh, Kendi uh, Cor Corbin or something I forgot his name but it's not my head or uh, a defensive tackle from um, Penn State bigger physical guys like you know like a Vince Wilfork type guy. Um, but, hey, I mean, the question is, does that match? So, I don't think they invest big. Do I think they take a flyer on something like that? Maybe they're going to try the free agent, give them an opportunity for themselves. But I'm for it. That's, a, that's an interesting take, man. I just – the Niners haven't shown any desire to even go there. In fact – the guys that they seem to take flyers on later in the draft, you look at Kevin Givens, you look at um, Khalil uh, Davis, um, Callie, like those guys are smaller defensive tackles. You know, they get the bigger guys early. 
Well, look at DJ Jones. I think DJ Jones is what he's talking about, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I would love to have a DJ Jones-type defensive tackle back. By all means. I mean, he was a space eater. He's physical. He got to the quarterback. He's able to rush the passer. You know, I think you said it yourself. They missed DJ Jones this year on defense. All right, that's fair. We're going to keep it moving here. Speaking of uh, Cali Davis, we're going to go to Cali Young here. What are your guys' feelings on Quantrez Knight? Does he have a shot to make the roster next season? Uh, I'll let Tony go first here. Um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on the young DB, man? Yeah, but he's got a steep battle, man. They just gave a nice little contract to Isaiah Oliver. They got Trevarius Ward. They got Diamador Lenore. Um, Quantrez Knight does give you something that the 49ers love. It's versatility. Yeah. Um, he gives him versatility. Think, can, can he play nickel also? Yeah, I was just going to say that. He gives him versatility where he can play free safety. He can play nickel inside, outside. He's that type of player. And, you know, from reading, like, in, in between the lines of some articles on the Internet, he was a big-time player on that practice squad, in and out of practices, helping the offense to get good looks from the scout defense. So it's going to be interesting. He's got to fight, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything Tony said. It's going to be a tough uphill battle. There's a lot of talent in the secondary. And I think it's more than just the talent. I think it's about fits in the scheme. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook. I'm actually going to get to it in the next question here from Jay Boston. He says, would you agree that the front office has given Kyle Shanahan everything any coach could ask for? There's always something with this guy. Uh, he's basically saying, like, you've got every piece that you could possibly want, offense and defense, and y'all still can't get it done. Uh, Tony, let me go first here because I'm, I'm going to piggyback on the last question, right? Um, we have seen pretty much any and everybody be plug-and-play in the secondary. No, None of us expected that. I mean, we even got something. I'm going to say this again. We got something out of Josh Norman. Was he the best? Absolutely not, right? But he was in there, and he was serviceable. We've done this with Ambry Thomas, Diamandur Lenore, um, and then even off the secondary, look at the defensive lineman, right? Arden Key came from nowhere, came from somewhere doing nothing, came here, made a name for himself, left, came back. Like, Kerry uh, Hyder, this is a story that we're seeing happen over and over. I'm starting to think that it's not so much the pieces that the front office are getting, but it's fits and scheme that Kyle is imploring. Uh, I, I don't know for sure that it's necessarily the pieces. We've seen teams that are loaded with talent and do absolutely nothing, and you can blame it on bad coaching. The Cleveland Browns are a constant reminder of that. Uh, they're always loaded with talent on both sides of the ball, and those teams are 8-8 eight and eight all the time, right? Kyle is doing more with less, in my personal opinion. I want to hear Tony's opinion on it because uh, from the outside looking in and as, and, and, and as a Niners fan – you say, man, we're loaded. We got all pros at every level, uh, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, uh, defensive linemen, linebackers, secondary. Like We've got all pros and pro bowlers at every single level. You got What else could you want? And I could understand this question coming from people. Uh, but at the same time, we've seen these same exact guys come from other places that weren't doing what they're doing here. We've seen them go other places from here. DJ Jones is a guy that Tony just named. What did he do last year, right? So you guys talked to me about it. Tony, what are your thoughts there? 
I feel like I understand where he's coming from with the question, but you got to understand something. You cannot control injuries, right? Injuries are a big issue in the NFL, especially with the 49ers. Um, sustaining injuries or sustaining injuries at key positions, quarterback, um, especially, that's a massive problem. As far as the front office and supplying and identifying talent that fits what they're looking for, they're probably one of the better teams in the NFL that does it. My opinion, I, I can't speak for others, but I, I, I think they have something going here. And the way they communicate, and the way they stack their boards, and the way they align on how they draft compared to who's going to be a free agent after the following season—it's just they're really good at it. Now, hitting on every pick—that's impossible to do. But they have had some really good drafts in the later rounds that have produced. All pro, pro ball players consistently. Um, the one deficit I will say, as far as um, you know, injury with depth, I definitely do need. They need think they need to add another piece to help Bosa. They beefed up the interior to get the pressure from the interior, <clears throat> but I think they need Bosa, a guy to dispel Bosa a little more, so he's not so damn drained by the end of the year. Um, but as far as Kyle Shanahan, the individual, as far as his coaching, I mean, you tell me one quarterback, one coach, or offensive coordinator, one play caller that made it through three quarterbacks and actually formed the offense ran better on the third quarterback. That's, I mean, you, you get won't teams, find one. You won't find one. You get teams that hit their third quarterback, their seasons are over. This team went on a winning streak. All the way from, what, week eight through the playoffs, all the way up to the NFC Championship game. And if you listen to Javon Hargrove, he flat out said it. If Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, Philly was nervous. They were nervous. And to be honest with you, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, I think the Niners beat Philly in Philly with no issue. I really do. He said with no issue. All right, I'm not going to touch on it. That's what that's it. those were Tony's thoughts. I like it. But um, just like think about it, Mike. Just think about this part of it, right? The defense locked that team down up until where they where the penalties got out of control and the referees were just giving them every call, continuing third. How many times they got third, third, and they would go four, three, and out, and then a flag would come out and keep that defense on the field. Yeah, the defense yeah, yeah. did their job. So if the, offense, if the offense was able to get that rhythm and not sustain that type of injury, I, I'm sorry. I, I think the Niners would have been I, – I shouldn't have said, you know, without an issue, but I do think the Niners would have won that game. I'm wrong for saying without an issue because Philly is a good team, but to sit here and say they're a superior team than the Niners, I, I, I can't see that. I'm sorry. That's precisely why I want to play them in the first three weeks of the season, man. I really, really do. Um, Tony, do you want to cut it off or do you want to keep going? I know you're still driving. It's up to you, man. You let yeah, me go. we go All right. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot, man. All right. So speaking of what Tony just said there with the defense wearing down at the end, uh, Mark says, feels like the 49ers' size and speed has hampered them at the end of the season in playoffs. Parcells has a great quote. Fast guys slow down at the end of the year. Big guys don't get smaller. Your thoughts. Um, and, I mean, you guys can say what you want to say. Nick Bosa 
kind of dissipated down the stretch there. Uh, we heard about guys like um, uh, Drake Jackson. Uh, the reason they pulled him is just that his legs weren't didn't seem to be under him. Uh, once we got past week, uh, what was it, 10, 11, 12, something like that, um, the, 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 the speedy guys did seem to slow down, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I don't know, man. There, there might be something to it here, Tony. What, what are your thoughts there? I think Drake Jackson is talented. I'm not questioning that. He has the athleticism. He has the rear bend ability to get around the edge or, or immediately change direction like we saw on that naked bootleg where he just stopped on a dime and flipped his hips and ran the other way with no issue or no missing his step. But I do think Drake Jackson is going to need a monster offseason to come in in a one shape, and I think they really need him to take that step this year. Um, they added Hargrove, like I said earlier, so I think that takes the pressure off of Armstead from seeing continuous double teams. So I think they need that opposite end. Again, we spoke about it going into the offseason, but they need the opposite end. And I have to give 49ers credit, right? You had all those free agents, the Omenahues, the, um, uh, shit, Bert, uh, not Bertford, Ebukam. You had guys that came in, four and a half sacks. The other guy had five sacks, I think. But the thing is, you can't overpay for an average player, right? And the four ers set prices on both those guys, and clearly they found better deals, and that's why they left. So what I'm happy about, my whole point about this is they saw limitations, they saw the issues, and they're looking to correct it. I mean, Jesus Christ, they just invested all that money in hard growth. All of them. Hargrove was the number one free agent on the one of the NFL.com's free agent list, other than Lamar Jackson. Like, they landed the number one free agent to an already solid defensive line, and now that defensive line is going to turn into a potentially elite defensive line if they could just find that opposite guy. Yeah, I like it, man. I, I like it a lot, man. I do think there is a need for some beef in there. And I, honestly, man, I, if I'm being completely honest with you, man, I think that's what they were going for with the Kinlaw move. I think they were looking for a dude with some size, some girth, so to speak. Um, and they just haven't they haven't had it yet. They haven't had it yet. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. Um, it'll be interesting. And we're, we're going to keep this thing moving here, though. Tony said he wants to keep going. So uh, we'll keep it pushing here. DJ Malone says, Mike, miss me? Always, man. Anytime you're not the first question, I honestly, I'll be honest with you, DJ, I get worried about you when you're not the first question. So, yes, I do, man. Happy to see you in here. Uh, did you miss the food questions? Always. I even prefaced the start of the show with, you guys can ask about the Niners, you can ask about food, personal things, whatever it is that you want to go with. I always mention food because of you. And he says, how's it going? All is well. I'm blessed, man. Happy to be here. Tony, how was your day? That's from DJ Malone. Uh-oh, we, we may have lost Tony for a second, uh, so he's not responding right now. Tony drives through some, some dead... dead I was on mute. Area. I was on mute. I forgot to take it off mute. Uh, my day was good. I spent a, a couple hours in the morning with my kids, then I dropped them off at my in-laws because I had to go to work because my wife was working, and then I'm now on my way home, and uh, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I'm always working. That's it. I'm doing all right. All right. Nathan says, any thoughts on Niners interested 
and Demario Douglas, the wide receiver from Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. No promo. Um, again, look at the free agent list next year. Who's a free agent? Richie, uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Remember they're playing one year behind. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Tony, there was some other news about Niners being interested in some guys. Uh, a workout was held for uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback from Georgia. 5'11", only 192, right? And the Niners were one of the, I think it was eight or nine teams at the workout there, man. Uh, I went to watch this kid. I don't, I, I wouldn't be mad if the Niners picked this kid up. Have you seen anything on him? I haven't dug into the quarterbacks yet. Uh, like I said, I'm just starting my process because of work and all that. But, um, listen, he's talented, but now you got to be able to sit there and identify why he's so talented. Is it himself? Is it his skill set? Is it his potential? Or could it be he has the number one offensive line, the number one set of receivers, and probably a top three back behind him? So there's, you know, there's pros and cons to it. The, product, the production's there, the wins are there, the runner-up to the Heisman Trophy's there, but you got to really dissect it. When you're dealing with a team like that that's so damn talented, year in and year out, you really got to watch it. Yeah, very good, very good answer. Y'all feel me? He says, bro, what happened to your fan cover? I met my buddy from E, what happened to your fan cover? People want to know, in the background, where's your fan cover? He said, we don't need it. Here's your answer. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we roll the record for me. Brunil, he says, you guys think we will sign another edge guy like Leonard Floyd, or will we draft one instead? I want Yannick, but a lot of people have been saying they don't think he fits the team. Tony, what are your thoughts? Edge guy, sign one or draft one or both. I'm going to go out and say they do both, and I, I think they draft multiple edge guys. When I say multiple, I'm not saying, like, second and uh, – I'm sorry. Both picks in the third round, I'm saying maybe one in the third and then readdress again if someone falls down the board um, in the late round or an undrafted free agent. This, this, this edge class is pretty damn deep, I'm going to tell you that. And there's a lot of nice pieces there. They're going to be hovering around that third selection. So just be, uh, just keep your eye on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, I think the Niners draft one, and I still think they might go after another one. I'm not 100% sure. And I don't think Yannick wouldn't be a fit here. Uh, a lot of people worry about, you know, the Y9 and all that stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't see that as being an issue. And if they feel that he can be more effective from playing inside, there's nothing wrong with that. We have three linebackers on the field for a reason. I don't think it would be that detrimental to the scheme of the defense. Do you, Tony? The issue is not him. It's not in the pass rush. It's the him defending the run and setting the edge. He just simply he he's not that type of end. He's not an epicon. He's a strict pass rusher who's not as fast as a D Ford, um, but he does have that first step. But his time speed at the combine, if I told you what it was, it, it was kind of shocking to be honest but um he just he's just a really damn good pass rusher but the problem is obviously like all these free agents and veterans are looking for a payday 
I don't think he's going to get it with San Francisco. Um, I could see them going after a Justin Houston, a Leonard Floyd, maybe on a what on a one-year proven deal to try to get another deal next year from another team. Uh, a dark horse for a strictly what for a strict speed rusher, uh, Marcus Golden, who was let go from the Arizona Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals. He would fit that guy as a speed rusher off the edge of third downs. So the Niners have options, um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think they sign one, they draft one, and they sign an undrafted free agent or two. I like it. I like it. Ice Niner here says, why are people calling the Eagles our rivals? I don't care about them at all. Um, I'll go first, and we'll get Tony's opinion on it afterwards. Um, I agree with you, bro. They're not our rivals. However, people care about this game because they're the ones that knocked us out from making it to the Super Bowl this year. And so there's a target, right? Uh, just like after we lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, everyone was looking forward to the Niners playing the Chiefs the following year. Same thing is happening right now. Rivals, no. But a game, uh, Tony even mentioned, you know, there's a target on that game, right? The team has that game circled on their uh, on the calendar whenever whenever the calendar is revealed, right? But um, that's, that's definitely a game and a, and a match that we're looking forward to seeing. But rivals? I don't think so. Maybe Tony has a different opinion because the Cowboys technically aren't our rivals either. They're in the same division, but there's history there. But what do you think, Tony? No, I don't see it as a rival. I see it more as unfinished business. Um, they were got dealt with the raw deal, and um, I just think they want to, you know, have an opportunity to prove themselves. All right. Vince says here, what position is more of a concern? Defensive end or right tackle. Also, is it possible to move Burford to right tackle? I'll let Tony go first here. I think they're both concerns. I think they might feel a little bit more comfortable with McKivitt at right tackle and or potentially of moving Burford out in an emergency situation and or potentially giving Jalen more a shot at right tackle. They have options there. I do think they really want this defense to be a true elite number one year in year out defense. And the key part of that, I think, they're going to need that second edge guy opposite of Bosa. So I'm going to favor the defensive end spot a little bit, but I mean, it's by a hair. This is where I disagree with Tony. I think it's defensive end by a mile. I think it's defensive end by a mile. Let me explain. Tony sent this, this screenshot to the group chat earlier today talking about – I'll show you guys a screenshot, actually. This is it right here, where it was Mike McGlinchey talking about at the beginning of the season, the Niners were very honest with him. We're probably not going to bring you back. You're going to be outpriced. And if we get a good enough offer, we're going to move on from you throughout uh, – during the season. And something was happening a lot during the season – that I think maybe some dots are connecting here. Throughout the season, we kept seeing Burford get taken out and another right guard was going in for him. And we couldn't figure out why. We couldn't figure out why, we couldn't figure out why. I think it's very possible that Burford is the right tackle that they wanted and they wanted the right guard to be ready in the event that they had to move Burford to right tackle. Call me crazy. But, Tony, how many times do we watch games and say, why the F do they keep switching this position? Why do they keep giving this guy reps at the right guard position when Burford is in there playing fine? Right? 
maybe they were just trying to get the, the replacement. You go ahead and give me your thoughts on it now that you hear what I'm saying. Maybe they were trying to get the replacement ready in the event that Mike McGlinchey got injured again or whatever. What do you think there? Could there be something there? They were doing this early, all year I, long. I do think there's potentially something there, but I do also think, like, the same situation with Drake Jackson, right? These kids play, what, 11 games, 12 games, if they make a bowl game in a collegiate career? The Niners played 20 games last year. 20 games, all right, at the elite, top-level, top-notch competition level. And that's big on someone like, for example, Burford, who's coming from, what, Texas El Paso or San Antonio, Texas? Not Texas El Paso, San, San Antonio, Texas. That's a big jump for him. So I, I do think it could have been um, that as well as um, what you said, that there, there's potentially legs with that, in my opinion. All right. I don't see any more questions in here. Shout out to my man, Tony, and my other guy, Tony. Uh, he's in here. He said, oh, wait, wrong one. Where'd he go? Similac. There it is right there. Similac, what's going on, man? And he says, no kids allowed. F that fan cover. That's right. That's right, man. F that fan cover. <laughs> We're not worried about nobody sticking their fingers in there. All right. Uh, Tony, we have one more exercise here, and we'll get out of here. I know you're pulling up at home now. Uh, start, bench, cut. Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott, Ed Reed. Good luck. This is tough. Wait, what? You, you ever play the game Mary Kiss Kiss? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. so start, bench, cut, Ryan Dawkins, Ronnie Lott, or Ed Reed? Oh, Ed, that's hard, man. It's a different era with Ronnie Lott. Uh, I'll tell you what. Do it for today, to, for today's football, and then do it for uh, – Mid nineties football. Starting Ronnie Bench and Reed Cotton Dawkins. Is that today or mid nineties? Um, it's so tough. I don't know how fast Ronnie Lott was. So why, I tell you what. Why you think about it? I'll give my answers. If we're doing mid-90s, I'm going to start lot, bench, read, and cut Dawkins. That's what I just said, yeah. And if we're doing it for today, I'm going to cut lot. I'm going to cut lot. I'm going to start read, and I'm going to bench Dawkins. I would start read, bench lot. And cut Dawkins because I think Ronnie Lott and Dawkins were. I think Dawkins was a little bit faster than Ronnie Lott, but it wasn't like a speed demon compared to Ed Reed. But I will tell you this: Ronnie, Ronnie Lott, Ronnie Lott started as a corner. <laughs> I think. I, I don't know. I I think that Ronnie Lott would get a lot of flags in today's game. It's kind of like Deshaun Goldson, right? Uh, think about it. Like we let him go right when the rule change happened. There's no, there's nobody that would start him in today's football. That's why I think. Fuck it. That. Take the 15 yards. 
make a statement. They they won't come over the middle again. I promise you that. He said, "Fuck it, take the fifty yards." My man E over here said, "In every what'd you say? In every in every era, it's cut Dawkins." <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, listen, Dawkins is a hell of a safety, but I don't see any elite traits of him. All right, okay. Why All you right, see elite man. traits in him? I mean, he, he was a leader out there. Brian Dawkins was so good. A lot of people thought he was a fucking linebacker. Like, he, he was he was all over the place. He was a general. Bro, did you watch Ronnie Lott? My man cut his finger off to go back in the game. It was a you fingernail. No, it's just typical. It was over here. This much. At the knuckle, they cut off. That's serious. No, I, I know. I, I, I know. Mean, I know why. I know why you don't want Lott on the team. I know why. <laughs> You say I'm making it personal. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's whatever. Man. Fuck it. That should be personal. That day. <laughs> Some behind the scenes stories between me yeah. and Ronnie Lott. It's all good, man. But guys, oh, man. Man, thank, thank you all for yeah. the questions, man. I had a great time, Tony. Thanks for jumping in on your ride home. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, guys, that's gonna do it for us. You guys were great. I will see you guys tomorrow. All right, and um, you guys take care, Tony. We out of here. All right. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Peace.